97X. Band the future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dongtini, episode 111. It's crunch time again at the Dongtini Mixing Studios, and as Greg is out, I'm here again to bring you the intro. On today's show, Steffi reports from her annual visit to Jesus Camp. This prompts me to share that I've been meditating with Buddhists, and we are both agreed that we can't be as gross as men. Now, since I'm leaving for the UK for three weeks, savor this episode like a fine wine. Here are your hosts, me, Simone Turkington, and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I am just back from my vacation, my annual trip with the Christian in-laws. Yes. At the family reunion situation. We talk about this every year. So. Yeah, we do talk about it every year. And previously, I've always called it Jesus Camp. But this year, <laughs> I felt like calling it Mount Sinai because it's at Mount Hermon. So I've decided to call it Mount Sinai now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I told her, like, she sent me that in a text. And I was like, the sound you just heard was Moses rolling off Mount Sinai, which is something that I, Carrie says when she goes uh, to this um, Hanukkah thing every year. <laughs> <laughs> When they screw something up, because she carries actually half Jewish, <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, right. these goys trying to celebrate Hanukkah." That sound is, is Moses rolling off the mountain. So, um, <laughs> I, in, in a weird twist, okay, my friend Caitlin, listener Caitlin from Melbourne, sent me um, this rosary, she's and from I Dubbo. was like, "Yes," and she's wonderful, and she sent me a rosary, which is so lovely and so foreign to anything I grew up with. Like I, I think I asked you, Simone, once. I was like, "How did how did you work these things?" Because I knew you went to Catholic school, but um, yeah. So I kept it in my pocket, and it kind of got me through <laughs> being with, ironically, these Christians, which is difficult for me because they're very evangelical and they use. Um, you know everything's happy all the time except yeah i'm like i'm like i know everything isn't really you know that great we don't have to pretend to be happy all the time so right um and i'm, I'm a bit darker and um i try not to bring it down too much so i just like held my little rosary beads in my pocket and i feel feel like i got through pretty well were you um, doing the prayers were you saying the ten hail marys and the our fathers as you went yeah, i started or? yeah i started reading about them and i was like so i would i would kind of do that sometimes so Alright, so let me ask you this, because I mean, I've known about this forever, but even since I was a kid, even since I believed, Mm -hmm. I would see, I think one time we had been to uh, uh, some sort of mass or something at the church, because it was a church church adjacent to my school, and Mm -hmm. then as soon as we were done, like, the next group of people came in, and it was just like rosary time, and people just coming in to do the rosary, well, that's just what I called it, I don't know what it's really officially called, (laughs) rosary time, (laughs) should have a theme song, Um, anyway, so all these came in and they just started doing their rosary and even at like so this is in primary school so I'm 11 or under and I just thought mm-hmm. this seems so empty they're just seeing yeah. it's like what is the point it's like so now that you're telling me you've done this like can you explain to me any benefit of this because you know sure. belief and non-belief aside I just think that's like the most <laughs> pointless fucking exercise well that was what I'd always thought too because um because it, it's like, okay, you're just saying this thing over and over. What's it supposed to do? Like, is it supposed to make them happy each time you say it? Like, you know, is Mary supposed to be, oh, great, yay, they said it one more time. You know, like, from what I know of how Mary was, it doesn't seem like something she'd be, you know, like, you know, headmistress who's all excited that you said this thing to her one more extra time or something. Yeah. So um, I, I was reading about it, kind of like going, how do you work these things? And I'm, I'm reading articles and... Um, it said one thing said that they're just meditative, like the beads are meditative, and um, right. And and you say the thing over and over as a way to kind of like it's just just a ch- it's like chanting, you know how Duncan right. talks about chanting all the time. It's it's just like it's not even particularly meaningful, but one it, it just kind of gets you um, to be able to turn off part of your brain so that the other part of your brain, you know, I guess it engages your left brain so your right brain can be more it, they can be more balanced. I think right. Um, so. Yeah, I think you could probably say whatever words you wanted, but I, I mean, right. I'm sure I'm sure an actual Catholic would um, disagree with me on that. But 
Right. Um, uh, something I read that I thought was kind of lovely was it said that um, it, that it seems repetitive, but it's kind of like two sweethearts saying I love you over and over to each other. And in uh-huh. this way, the rosary is a lovely exchange of gifts between friends because you have a petition on each bead sometimes or with each decade. So I, uh-huh. I don't know. I thought that was, I mean, I could see how that would be nice. So Right, um, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing with them, but I, I like the idea of like a tactile thing to kind of help me have emotional stability. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> which is how yeah. it intersects for me. And, and as long as I didn't kill anybody, the mission was accomplished. So, yeah, I think that as you were saying, I think as I, as I was asking the question and awaiting your answer, I could almost, I like my my mind sort of preemptively thought, oh, I bet it has this kind of at that at that rate that's fast speed in which I've seen people do it that it would have a meditative quality to it but I, mm-hmm. w- I just wonder if that's always the case you know because it just seems like I don't yeah. know like is meditating considered weird in you know like just sort of uh, certain religious groups like do Catholics think meditation yes. is weird you know I mean well, we used to do meditation like we had nuns leading us in meditation um, in uh, so I just always wonder if meditation has a weird eastern scary quality to it that might scare just your average churchgoer who's right. not doesn't I guess I think if you actually pay attention to these religious uh, stuff then meditation is definitely part of it but I think if you're just an average person then it might be scary to you because you're not deep in it enough to understand that that that's my sort of understanding just from general observation so I could be totally full of shit but I just no, have a feeling that yeah you think I'm right that meditation sounds right, scary because yeah. um well with evangelicals I we were like that anything that sounded like um eastern religion was bad and right. you know, yoga is bad supposedly oh I know you know and you know the the Mark Driscoll clip where he's like what yoga is going to hell satan doesn't mind if you take a little stretching class as long as you're going to hell he actually said that yeah. I, I love that so much because it's so fucking stupid but um yeah yeah i, I when i read there are a couple of catholic writers i read like richard Rohr is, is some kind of friar or father or whatever fr period stands for and he, he talks about meditation he's kind of he's kind of a mystic or whatever so um he, yeah, his stuff is, is feels Eastern influenced. So um, right. I, I've read Catholics talk about meditation, but I never hear like an evangelical call call it that. They just it's prayer, right. you know, which is kind of right, a gross right. word. It's up there. It's kind of nearing moist, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> prayer. So yeah, but I think that I think the only reason I'm I'm amenable to these prayer beads is that. I didn't grow up with them. It, no one taught me how to do it. It's just kind of like, oh, this was a nice present from someone who I like, and oh, let me read about them. Okay, this isn't familiar to me, so this is something kind of I found rather than something that's been forced on me and right, I can give right, it right. my own meaning, in, uh, you know, yep. in a way. But well, so, on a similar vein, I went to a um, I went to a Buddhist meditation thing uh, oh. last weekend. Yeah, how was so, that? Uh, um, well, it was. I went to the introductory class. I've actually been trying to go to this introductory class since April, but something's been on so that nobody was around to to watch Quincy. So Greg was away like two. They have it once a month, so he was away twice, and then uh-huh. um, and then um, our friend Tommy was gonna sit for Quincy because they have it once in Santa Monica, once close to my house, and uh, then um, Viola was sick, so she couldn't do it. So uh, you know, I waited another month, and my mum was here, and I nearly wasn't gonna go. I was like, no, you've gotta go you know so i so i made it to it and yeah i think it's it's funny because on the yelp reviews there's like atheists posting like this place is great for us you know Good. and then when i got there they actually had like t-shirts and hoodies saying atheist buddhist so um <laughs> so i guess it's more like i guess they, they i guess they fancy themselves like fundamentalist um buddhists so they're just sort of bare bones stuff without all the other offshoots that later came out of buddhism so uh-huh. um so this is more like the whole thing is just about the meditation part of it so um yeah but that was that was really interesting because i just think in part of managing my anxiety i need to do some kind of meditation because i don't know how to relax you know Mm -hmm. i can't uh i can't take a bath you know like Mm -hmm. if i'm laying in the bath i'm like what am i doing here like i'm just laying here i'm not actually cleaning myself i'm just sitting here no i think i worry about getting the book wet (laughs) oh that's so funny (laughs) 
Oh, I love that. That was really, really cute. Yeah, I don't think I could I could relax enough. To, and so you to, can't get your Kindle or your phone in the bath. So yeah, no, what are you no. gonna do? So, actually, I could get my the Galaxy S5 is waterproof up to four feet. What? Yeah. Oh no. How many? Yeah, you can put it. You can. It's not made for like uh, like really like you know taking it for a long time. But if you like drop it in the toilet or something or in the tub, it's supposed to survive that. Amazing. So, um, yeah, so maybe I could. But yeah, no, I just can't. I don't know. I just, I haven't tried to read in the bath. I just don't. I take showers. I can't. I've mm-hmm. tried and I just don't know what to do with myself. So, that's um, so, so I think that's part of it. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so that's why I took that. And now I, I, now I need to go and just take a, like a regular meditative session. But it was so funny. There was this, we did some meditation. It was like, it's really hard, like trying to turn your brain off. It and is. then we did this walking meditation. And he was like, you know, we were just walking and just concentrating on our feet touching the ground and stuff like that you know just focusing on stuff to like that's what you're thinking about you know and I was doing mm-hmm. fine with that and mm-hmm. then he said no say something you know be kind to yourself just say mm-hmm. you know you you know you, you know I wish you well that's what he said and then I start thinking wish me well why do I deserve well why, why do I deserve that and then it just went exactly. on this whole tirade and then I kept, this is how my mind went I went from trying to wish myself well to thinking I didn't deserve it then I'm trying to Aww. thinking oh my god now I'm not now I'm thinking of everything I'm doing everything I'm not supposed to I'm thinking about you know all this yeah. other stuff and instead of just concentrating and zoning out yeah it's a total shame spiral then I was like okay think more about your walking just forget about being kind to yourself just think about the walking clear your mind clear your mind put around your balls you know think about the ball of your foot on the ground I'm like balls of my feet where have I heard that line don't they say something like that in Teen Wolf like my mind fucking went to Teen Wolf when I'm supposed to be meditating I think you're kind of supposed to go with it are you are you or I don't know because another thing I've heard is like they say that if a thought comes in your head when you're meditating just kind of like pretend it's like a cloud and you're brushing it away and that I wish I could do that I'm not there yet (laughs) <laughs> right, right, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think I need to get to the point where I'm not angry at myself for where my thoughts take me, yeah. you know, and just accept that it's going to do that and then just say, oh, okay, this is happening and let's go back to focusing. Um, but yeah. what's interesting is, and I don't think this is ideally where we're supposed to be, but the next sort of thing we tried out, um, he was talking about how it's harder to... Um, uh, that's right. There was some meeting with American Buddhists and the Dalai Lama, and and the Dalai Lama was speaking through an interpreter. And the Americans, the Dalai Lama asked, like, what's the biggest you know problem facing Americans? You know, and the Americans are trying to convey that you know self hatred. You know, there's a real mm-hmm. self hatred problem. And the interpreter didn't know how to say that because there's no they word for that. Because words. no, it's such a Western thing, the self hatred. Yeah. And um, oh, and so gosh. the Eastern, the, that's the easiest thing for them to do is just to be okay with themselves and then sort of work on exterior oh, stuff. So but for us, that's like the hardest thing to do, which oh, I thought was, was really fascinating. So anyway, so when we when and then he talked about um, you know working towards like not not today because it was an introductory session, but you know eventually in your practice you'll try and work towards you know. Know, having kindness and well wishes for your for your enemies and people you don't like and he said because if if uh, if they if they were if they had didn't have these problems if they were kinder people they wouldn't be the way they are they'd be happier people they'd be you know what I mean so it was mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. why you wish them well you know because you think you know I want that person to fucking burn in hell I don't want to wish them well <laughs> but like that's the benefit of wishing them well is that if they were well they wouldn't be like this you know exactly. and so anyway when he put it that way then I was totally able to wish myself well because then I thought I can be better to other people do you know what I mean Aww. but I, I wasn't able to do it for me like why do I deserve this like it seemed like just a very selfish thing so maybe that's something you should also be able to do but at this early stage looking at looking at it as me wishing myself well and being well I could be better for everybody else that made it mm-hmm. something that I could I could hope for and aspire to so that was interesting oh. and then I was like totally down with that that session when I had my mind in that in that place of oh, so being, being well for everyone else so yeah oh, that is so great yeah so it was a very I love interesting that. that's going to help me too oh good yeah yeah, so oh. I, I don't know if it's ideal, but I think if it helps you, I mean, see, again, I'm already so, I'm already second guessing it. I should just wish myself well because that's just how you should do it, not just do it for other people. But it's like, oh. you know what? It chilled me out, and it's a good, it's a good yeah. goal, I think. You know, being part of this world and being better to it and everyone in it. You know, so I think, yeah, you have to. That's a reason to to be to better yourself. So I think I'm yeah. gonna try and, and focus on that more. And if we like this, it took me a couple of years to get to this place in therapy, but um, or just to understand 
understand it. I haven't mastered it at, in the least, but um, her, her saying that if you can give yourself kindness, then you'll automatically give other people kindness. Exactly. And, yeah. And like if you know, you're like, oh, look at that fucking idiot. It's kind of like, but that's because you're. That's how you talk to yourself all the time. Right. So if once you know, it's not like. She, she says that it, it doesn't help so much to go, oh, I should be nicer to people. If you can, like, start loving yourself, then that will just automatically flow to, like, being less negative or something like that. So. Yeah. I think that might be my key to it because just doing it as if I... Because I think I really hate that entitled... I hate entitlement. So I think mm-hmm. for me, just saying... You, you you deserve everything. You, you you're so great. All that kind of empty affirmations really bug me because I mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. like you have to earn them. You know, I had mm-hmm. one therapist that said, uh, "What did she say? Um, oh, why do why why is uh, why does every, why does everyone have value?" And I was like coming up with a reason. She's like, "Just because they exist." And I've struggled with this for years yes, because I, I had the same thing. I don't agree with that. <laughs> yes, I had a therapist who who told me once. She's like, well, just just the fact that you exist um, is enough for you to have a lot of value. And I'm like, whatever. It's, yeah, that was my gut response, and it still kind of yeah. is. So, yeah, because yeah. I, I I mean I I, was, I I remember she talked about it. This was like not my last therapist that I dealt with last year, but when I had a few years ago, I only saw her like about three or four times. But um, and she was overall good. But this one thing I really really struggled with because I just couldn't make sense of it. I can't just to me that makes it to me that makes everything without value. It's like when you know people hate too much and just hate everything. It's like you just like whatever. You know what I mean? So for me the same thing is true of if everybody has value, then no nothing has value. You know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like it, it it completely devalues the 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 better attributes that some people have compared yeah, to it's others. A devalued you know? currency in that in that case. Exactly. It's like yeah just print just print money. Don't worry about it. Everybody's <laughs> got more. money. Yeah. It's like yeah. So I, I still struggle with it. and I remember I came back to her the next week. I'm like, so when you said that, did you mean this? I can't remember what I came up with and she was like no like I was struggling to make sense of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's all such a foreign concept self-love is such a foreign concept yeah yeah so that's why I don't I don't I don't like automatic self-love and affirmations and you're so great you're so this you deserve it all that bullshit I don't buy it it's like why but I feel like the reason to to be better so that you could be outwardly better that that mm-hmm. I get that is a good reason for me so like I looking think at I can like little babies that. like little Quincy like what if yeah. everybody was like that you know yeah it's like oh that person is somebody's baby like I right. feel like I've been able to do that not all the time but in the past and it's helped me but um yeah. yeah no and I think of things that way I do but I mean you know people stop being sweet babies with innocence I mean that's why we talk about innocent babies innocent mm-hmm. children because they stop and they they their brains fill with ideas of their own and they execute some horrible things upon other people so well their innocence was taken away when someone executed something horrible on them right right so that gives me some compassion true but it's very it's very foreign to how I've always thought. So that's just right. one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that whole thing of down. like, do, do we not do we not do we not punish a criminal because they only did that crime because something bad happened to them? You well, know? it's a good. I mean, there's such a thing as you know the consequence when done well will teach the person, and sometimes they're so damaged or they're so willful that they won't learn from the consequence. So you know what right. do you do with that? But it can be a good thing. You know the consequences if they choose to learn. So comes yeah. down to the person and the yeah well we're not going to solve this on this podcast that's sure. <laughs> just two more minutes and we will yeah. <laughs> no we got to move on we got to move on okay bye, bye, bye. <laughs> there's no time for that maybe next time uh, yeah <laughs> but that's the only reason we're not going to solve it because we have to move on um, <laughs> um okay so we nearly didn't record today so mind you this is so lame. It's like we're 15 years old, but like I I'm squeezing this recording it. in because yeah, my mother's been away on a trip. She's visiting and then she's um, been away on a trip for four days and she's about to come back. And I'm trying to quickly like, it's like I'm having a party and trying to clean up before my mom gets home. <laughs> Recording her podcast about dongs. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and so it wasn't even going to happen because I was going to go pick her up in the airport, but a flight got delayed. So it's like, okay, well now she has to take a shuttle because Quincy had to go to bed and yeah, but anyway, so I was like, we can record now. So it's just like we're squeezing this in uh, while we can. So I can say, fuck, 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 cunt, 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 cunt. And uh, it's all okay. 
So um, anyway, <laughs> so aside from that happening, you, you, did we get thwarted? Was it yesterday we got thwarted because Lolly had the mother of all tantrums? We got thwarted because I was totally PMSing, and then Lolly, she's I, I wouldn't say she's PMSing, but you would think you know she's only nine, but she's totally pre-adolescent and. Um, yeah, she, she had a meltdown, and that just triggers me to no end. And it's interesting because I did an Enneagram test with the kids on Friday night. They both wanted to know. We've talked about here before the Enneagram personality test, the oh, Eastern yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And so we found out that Lolly is the same number as me, a four. So we think the same way, and this didn't surprise me at all that this is why she pushes my button so hard because she's a little me. You know, right. she's like, this is how I'm going to do it, and she won't bend. And, <sighs> and so she is a champion she's like a kenyan distance runner when it comes to tantrums <laughs> and she will not fucking back down and you want to physically harm her it gets to that point where i'm like david get her out of the room she can't be in the same room as me or else something bad is going to happen so right um yeah so and then i i think i got your text after i just woken up from a nap and you know how you that that depression the afternoon the late afternoon nap waking up depression yeah. is really overwhelming and so i'm like oh i just can't record tonight this would not go well so yeah um i understand yeah everyone everyone survived so that's that's what matters but that's good i'm glad, glad you got through it but yeah no What's i totally understand about... the post-nap thing yes oh thank you yeah everyone can understand that send in your post-nap depression story yes <laughs> it'll make yep. me feel better um what's this about you dancing alone like oh, going okay. out dancing by yourself. Uh, yeah, so I guess um, there was this um, club that plays like Britpop and New Wave and, um, you know, British stuff mostly. And um, yeah, I heard about it. I think, I don't know if they asked a friend of me on Facebook or whatever, but I was like, damn it, I want to go dancing and it's not very far from my house. So I just, like, this is about maybe six six weeks ago I went. And because it was like they're playing tribute to bands who are no longer with us and they listed all these bands, including Supergrass. So mm-hmm. um, I had to go. And and yeah, they played. Um, that's right. And this is how old I am now. I don't even care about not only going by myself, but when I got there, like I, I don't care. So I, I mean, I've done this all my life. But I go up and I ask the DJ for the song I want. So I'm like, can you play Supergrass? So anyway, nobody's dancing. He starts playing Grace. Nobody's dancing. I'm like, well, shit, I can't just sit here while Grace is playing. So I danced by myself when nobody else was dancing. Yeah, but then other people join me. Like then somebody has to kickstart it, you know? So um, Like Elaine on Seinfeld. That's right. I do like to Elaine dance in public sometimes. I even had somebody come up to me in a bar once and say, are you Elaine dancing? I'm like, yes. So I was really proud. <laughs> well, if you're like, no, how rude. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? That would have been, I should have said that. Um, yeah, so then he played that and he played two other songs and then he played Caught by the Fuzz. This was like the oh. first time I went. And yeah, so that was really cool. And then I went again on Friday um, and it was even better this time. They played um, they played Pumping on Your Stereo, which isn't my favorite Supergrass song, but I was just glad to have Supergrass. And they played Amy Winehouse and pulp and blur and blondie and france gall and yeah it was just a great night and like i just get exercise and i'm dancing and i met this other lady who was there by herself so yeah it's a fun time but you know and again i started the dancing by myself and they didn't even play supergrass i'm like i came here to like kind of get a workout and have fun uh-huh. so i'm just gonna start dancing as soon as i start dancing like two gay guys start dancing as well so kind of i'm kind of and that's the thing like oh, when i did it the first time this girl came up to me and said i just want to say i think it's so cool that you just started dancing when nobody else would because i I still have that high school mentality of people going oh my god look at her dancing by herself you know yeah but it's like yeah. no like now when everyone's adults they probably just think wow she's got some balls you know like nobody would <laughs> think of it that way you know and i'm a good dancer so i don't look embarrassing so you know i just thought wow that's you know it's not it's like it's, you get so hampered with that that thinking holding you back you know and yeah. and i don't need to so that's why this time i was like that kind of empowered me it's like yeah it's cool if i dance and as soon as i did it other people just like other people are scared and they're waiting for someone to do it and then other people yeah, start totally. dancing i fucking kick-started that night twice both times i Were went you drunk no see that's even more impressive very good yeah yeah so i just decided i came here to dance and i'm not gonna let you know i don't know these people i don't care so yeah do you remember when we were at the dime bar at that after party and um some uh, we, we kept going outside and some guy he's like i saw you on the dance floor you were getting down and i go really was i going like this and i like did this thing where i make my i spun my hands in front of my face and he's like uh and he walked away <laughs> I just remember that. That was fun. That's that was nice. a fun night. That's like the last time we danced. 
together. I, I think, think so, yeah. That was 2010. So. Oh my god. Oh. Back in the good old days when we thought Supergrass would be together forever. Oh, speaking of Supergrass, so oh. listener, and speaking of uh, listener Caitlin also, she um, she's always defending um, Adam Levine anytime <laughs> any of us. <laughs> I love this. I love this saga. <laughs> I know, I know. She's like, but Lisa, and it's not even like this this really insistent. It's just sort of a like, what? Like, I don't get it. She doesn't like, understand our problem with her. Yeah, but it's like, I think she likes it. But she doesn't quite want to come and just defend it as a real fan of it. So she's just always kind of like, I don't get it, you guys. Like, he seems okay. And it's, it's just so always cute. like that. It is. It's sweet. But then anyway, and then I just tried to explain it to her. Because after mm. you had posted something and she was again asking her questions and I was explaining. And then she commented to me like, uh, okay, well, I don't get super grass. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took a breath before just you know typing something you know snobby and um and wrote something civilized and sensible and explained why they're different kinds of bands and supergrass is more authentic than maroon 5 and um and i got some likes which made me happy but anyway i said i'll have a mix so i gave her like my super supergrass mix that i make which has like two songs of every album um as chosen by me and uh, and that's my always my introductory thing if someone's like well you're always talking about supergrass i like give them that so i didn't hear anything back from her on that but um Listen to Kate and listen to Jonathan. Both saw uh, saw that this conversation was going on, and they wanted it, and they both loved it. So I'm like really proud that I like oh, I got so them glad. into it. Yeah, so oh, that was really cool. This makes me so happy. Yeah. So any listener, if you would like to hear my Supergrass mix, um, please email me Simone at dongtini.com, oh, do and I will Dropbox it to you. This is how Simone so, and I became friends because we both love yeah, Supergrass. It's so. very important. If you like our opening theme song, you'll love Supergrass. Um, the other night my friend Laurie said that she goes I'm working with the stranger we're going to do a super fan series for um, you know the strangers like this local whatever music paper and she goes you were the first person we thought of as a super fan so we want to photograph you for Supergrass, and you know you can tell your fandom stories <laughs> so, right so I'm excited I'm like I'm honored that you thought of me because I'm not cool. you know I haven't traveled the world to see their gigs like my friend Simone so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I definitely want my dues in here, that piece <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I would win the Supergrass for sure. Actually, Kate wins the Supergrass over me. Oh, Kate. Kate bought your ticket to join us in New York, so we wouldn't have gone anywhere without that. Yeah. Yeah. Kate and Andrew. Yeah. Do you have any dongs in the news? I have some dongs in the news. <laughs> Okay, I don't know which one to uh, to say first, but um, oh god, there's a video on this I haven't even watched. Um, okay, so I guess there's a show, there's a show on TLC. I'll just remind our international listeners, and even I didn't know this for a while, but TLC, the channel that gives you the Duggar family of like what is it, 19 and counting, and uh, mm -hmm. John and Kate plus eight and all that shite. Um, TLC actually originally stood for the Learning Channel. The Learning Channel. Uh, so now it's just reduced to TLC, so nobody really remembers that you are supposed to learn anything of importance. Um, anyway, so <laughs> they have a show that I've just learned about from this article called "Sex Sent Me to the ER." Yeah, and so this uh, episode, I just have this man with a with a with a with a very distressed look on his face. Is a still from this video, um, but anyway, um, Dr. Matthew Valenti has seen his share of sticky situations in his years as a Chicago-based emergency room physician, but none of them were as weird as the man who superglued his hand to his penis. Yes. The night before, the patient was fixing a lamp next to his bed, and he left the superglue tube on the nightstand. Oh no! Valenti oh, explained no. on oh, an no. episode. Uh, he thought it was lube. Yep, the glue tube just happened oh. to be next to the tube of lubrication he kept on hand for when he and his wife were in the mood for love. Sometime in the middle of the night, the unidentified male and his wife decided to have sex, and he reached for what he thought was the lubricant. Only he went a little too fast, and voila, his hand became stuck to his penis. Um. Uh, let's see, this was a large amount of skin that was affixed together. There wasn't just a small oh, amount of glue, shit. it wasn't just one finger, it was, in fact, his entire palm and his hands and all his fingers, which were tightly affixed to his genitals. Uh, so bad. Oh, and then it, like, what ended up happening? Well, that's the thing. This, this is such a bullshit. This is the Huffington Post for you. So it, they don't actually tell you. It says... Um, 
Let's see. Uh, the story about how the man finally got unglued won't be revealed until Saturday because it's a part of this episode. So it's like this bullshit fucking tr- preview of this episode. So, but in any case, yeah, there's a video. All of this needs to be watched and, and consumed. So. <laughs> it does need to be watched. All of this needs to be watched. And then, uh, again, from Huffington Post, why don't they just have dong news instead of having this weird news section of the thing? I mean... <laughs> Such trash. Anyway, um, <laughs> Nestle apologizes for penis shape on candy bar. <laughs> they apologize. Yeah, they apologized. A London lawyer complained that he bought a candy bar with a penis-like shape imprinted on it, and Nestle actually apologized. Robin Jacobs, 31, said he was eating a Milky Bar during Sunday's World Cup final and was stunned to see what he called an inappropriate image. What on earth is a penis doing on a kid's chocolate bar, he asked, per Metro. There's no point denying what it looks like. It's obvious. We can all see it. This wasn't the first time a customer had noticed the phallic design on the Milky Bar. Here's a tweet from 2012 mentioning the suggestive shape on the candy bar. Penis shape on the Milky Bar chocolate? Jacobs reportedly griped he will now remember the 2014 World Cup for the Milky Bar penis. He said he ate the candy anyway, outlets noted. Nestle sent the following statement to the Huffington Post. Nestle is surprised and sorry to hear that Mr. Jacobs thought the picture of the Milky Bar resembles male genitalia. It is in fact an image of a horse's head, the Milky Bar kid's horse. There was no intention to mislead or depict anything offensive on our product, and we apologize for any confusion or embarrassment this may have caused. So, embarrassment oh, yeah but in, in, i mean both in, in this picture that it's they've got like obviously they're willing to put it on on huffington post and it's a horse's head but it's like it's chewed in a way that like leaves this dong shape you know so mm-hmm. i think it's kind of like they're creating it but um my goodness yeah anyway so those are my dongs in the news and then, leading on from that, now I, 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 I debated bringing this up, but, you know, it's like, if we start talking about other things, like we have a, a bit in recent times, like, is it going to be like MTV where they stop actually having music anymore? Are we going to have, have, like, a dong podcast that now just talks about vaginas and anuses? Do you know what I mean? Like, We will it, never stop talking about dongs, well, Simone. I bet MTV never. thought they would never stop showing music videos, but uh, they did. Are we MTV? Are we paid? No, no, we aren't. Now, if people start paying us, we might veer off our That's right. beloved subject people matter. Start but that is not going the, to happen anytime soon. We'd happily, <laughs> happily change the direction of this program. <laughs> but until then, <laughs> they will always be dongs. Always be dongs. Um, but there's room for other, 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 other parts of the body. Um, so I put this on the document as anus and vagina in the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, guess, 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 guess. Just guess the paper this is from, or guess the site this is from. Oh, Huffington Post? Correct! Um, okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, how did I know? Yeah. It's um, such an official news source. <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, I'll just uh, give you a, a quick recap. Rats entered corpses through vagina and anus at DC oh. Hospital, ex-worker says. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the uh, reaction I was expecting. <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently. What was, well, how did this happen? It was supposed to be frozen. The, there's body was supposed to be in the morgue and yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're saying that was, the place was rat infested, and um, wow. and the rodents were entering the corpses through anuses and vaginas. Um, this worker won a two hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars judgment for emotional distress against the hospital. Oh. And um, my heavens. Yeah, let's see, what does it say? Um, In a stomach-churning interview with Fox News in D.C., Kennard recounted some of the details from a stint as a contract worker in the hospital morgue several years ago. Rats chewed through the body bags to feast on the cadavers. In 2010, one rat even attacked her, landing her in the hospital. (laughs) This is the best part. Kennard, whose job was in part to clean the deceased, said in the documents that she pulled what she believed to be the string of a feminine product out of a cadaver, and it turned out to be a rat, which then her uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's the best part of the story oh really. my god so she i hope she got the two hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars for emotional distress yeah she did she totally did thank the god hospital saying that they passed some inspection but that evidence was like not presented in court or something like that so Yee, yeah that compensation for emotional distress even if that wasn't a rat to pull that out of a cadaver, good God. Yeah, yeah. 
Why, why would Just you leave have it to? in there. A person's dead. Yeah, seriously. That's what I would think. So, uh, so that concludes anuses and vaginas in the news. <laughs> think outside the dong. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so anyway, so a few days ago, I saw uh, uh, an article that someone had written. Oh yeah, Greg sent it to me. It was written by a vegan saying. Um, about people who think vegans are pretentious and just saying vegans aren't pretentious and he just goes on to explain how he's so not pretentious and he eats like crap he eats taco bell he doesn't care about he's not a foodie he's not snobby he just wants stuff that doesn't have animal products you know like mm-hmm. he, he keeps it very very basic you know and he, most people he knows aren't like this and anyways I post it and I'm pretty sure at least two people who liked it just because I, I, I captioned it with a, a must read for people who think vegans are pretentious and I'm pretty sure two of the those people just like yeah vegans are pretentious and liked it you know so um oh <laughs> yeah and um, anyway and so a conversation ensued and um and then uh yeah the somebody said something about um uh about something about vegans needing to acknowledge their privilege that they get to eat this way and then a bunch of people <laughs> vegan and non sort of like jumped on that and was just like what do you mean like anyone who can afford to eat and isn't you know needs to acknowledge their privilege but in general people don't need don't aren't doing that it's not like a thing that needs to happen nobody's going to poor people and saying you know you need to eat vegan blah 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 like nobody's doing that like this is a, this whole the whole concept was sort of based on on a false idea that people are going and browbeating people who can't afford to choose their food very well you know what i mean um, but it, it still, they got the whole conversation about pretentious vegans and, and that whole kind of thing. And, and I feel like the people who say it and get really into that are people who, they probably don't really know any vegans. I think they're more, they, they've heard about pretentious vegans and the idea of it annoys them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck those pretentious vegans. Because the thing is, I'm vegetarian, so I'm really actually up for more scrutiny by, I'm sure online if I, you know, dealt with these people, sure. But in real life, you, you eat know. You fish, don't you? No. I don't know. Don't get me started. But, um, You're so used to hearing that that you like even you started to answer it pretty seriously. I know, I know. I was like, oh. so frustrating. And yeah, no, I got, I got I often mean. fish today, actually. So, um, yeah. but um, but yeah. So like again, it's like why. Uh, you know, I think people just stating their food preference, I don't know if it makes people feel bad or something, or it just taps into, like, you're trying to do something good, and fuck you for that, you know what I mean? And so, I think, like, the whole pretentious thing comes out, because, I mean, I know so many vegans, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, a target for being someone they should be annoyed at, because, oh, I think I'm doing something, I'm a vegetarian, it's like, well, why don't you, why do you eat fish? I mean, why do you eat uh, eggs? Why do you eat cheese? You know, like, I'm not doing enough, you know? That's what a pretentious vegan would be talking on my case but none of them are you know what I mean so it's like I know so many vegans because I live in LA and I'm in that world you know and I'm already in the vegetarian vegan world and I don't see these pretentious vegans and I feel like the carnivores that are always complaining about them I don't think they really know them either I think they see someone at a restaurant asking for something and they find that pretentious I think that's what it really is that they don't they're annoyed that this person won't just take it the way it is and that they have a preference and they have to ask for something to be changed or ask if they have this or yeah. that and I think uh, I think that's the problem I think uh, I, after all we were talking about I realized I think it's what people are using to define pretension than actually vegans being pretentious what do you think about it yeah as a, as it's such a, a non- foreign concept to so many people yeah like um I remember the first vegan I ever met. He's the, he was the editor of Adbusters at the time, because, and I only met him because David was going on a book tour with him. But um, he was, you know, I'd never met a vegan before, and I was kind of like, ooh, why would someone do... You know, it was just like nothing I'd really know. I hadn't known anybody who'd ever been vegan. So um, right. I think that I was like, when I met him, I was surprised that he was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> because it did, like, you know, you kind of think, oh, why, you know, you don't know someone's reasons for doing that and what's involved with it. And then you're like, oh, wow, that guy is actually a really nice person. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't mention his veganism once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, I think it's, 
maybe like the CrossFit culture where when people are like, I do CrossFit, like you feel like they need you to know I'm a vegan. Like, but I don't know anyone who does that. Exactly. It's a, it's, it's I mean, a I know some fallacy. CrossFit people who do, but I don't know any vegans who do. So. Yeah, my friend anyway. said something like, why do you have to announce it? I said, I announce it when we're trying to figure out a restaurant to go to. It's like, I need to mention this <laughs> so that I can have something to eat. You know, that's the only reason I mentioned I'm vegetarian. I don't come up with it. It's like, oh, hi, I'm Simone. And uh, yeah, this is my job. And, uh, and I'm a vegetarian. You know, like, I don't mention right. that as like things about me. But when we're trying to find food, oh, you're going to make me dinner. I need to mention it because I want to be able to eat the food, you know. So I feel like I, I think people get pissed off just at people saying it, you know. Oh, I'm vegan. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they have to say it so that they can get food, you know. And I, yeah. I and I think that's They're not the, making a moral. More, I'm a morally superior person to you. No. Maybe the person hearing it is inferring that or something. Exactly. But. I think it's in the it's in the ear of the hearer, you know, <laughs> like yeah. the eye of the beholder, the, e- the, the ear, ear of the hearer. <laughs> Yeah, pretension is in the ear of the hearer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think if, you, if you're one of those people, it's just like, you know, I, I think even I feel like, yeah, yeah, pretentious vegans, like I've got to be on the show everyone that they're not like that. I'm like, wait a minute, they really aren't like that, you know? Like, I feel like I have to, like, save the name, you know, or something. I was like, no, it's really, I don't know pretentious vegans. Like, all the vegans well, there's probably I know, a couple out there oh, that there are, but then we don't pretentious, know. But... I, of course there would be, but I, I, my answer to that is there's pretentious people anyway. So some of them happen and to be vegan. So I think that would be that would be exactly proportionate to the amount of pretentious people out in the general public. So I know a lot of pretentious omnivores. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Yeah, like you know, the carnivores are really pretentious. Okay, here's something that <laughs> happened to me last week at the Christian family reunion. Uh-huh. I mentioned that I was baking gluten-free bread for my friend who has celiac, and and someone present he goes, gluten-free is stupid. And I was like, what makes you say that? And it turns out he feels like it's a fad. And I'm like, this person gets very, very sick when they eat anything. You know, she has it so severely that she can't have bread that's been, you know, my gluten-free bread that's been cooked in something that regular bread has been cooked in before. Because that's how, you know, sensitive to it she is. Yeah. You know, they just don't know. Like, he didn't know. But he was, like, talking, you know, yeah. without knowing is the problem. So. And that's exactly the anyway. same kind of person that would be like, oh, vegans are pretentious and just groan about, <laughs> just have this whole, this whole thing so built stupid. up, this whole case built up against something they don't understand yeah. or, really, or really care about, you know. So, And the other thing somebody yeah. mentioned in the in the comment thread that I thought was interesting is, uh, oh, no, I think it was, no, in the, in the article to begin with, was why people... If, if a vegan or a vegetarian accidentally gets some meat or some animal product, people are like, oh, like they're like reveling in it. It's like, why do you want this person to fail? Like, and it made me wonder, like, I want to think if there's anything in my life, and I, ca- I can't think of anything, but I'm not saying there isn't, but where somebody's trying to do something positive and you don't do mm-hmm. that thing, so you like revel in them falling off the wagon or having a drink accidentally, or you know what I mean? Like, it, who are these people? And I, I hope I'm not one of them, and I'm really going to keep an eye out for it there because I think it's kind of a gross personality trait to revel in somebody else failing and trying to do something nice, you know, or something positive. Just, I totally do it when I see those church signs. Like today, there was one that said, God's favorite word is come. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I get real excited about that because I think they're doing a really good thing. And I'm like, hi. Yeah. They don't read that way to me. But that, see, that's different because that appeals to your juvenile sense of humor. You know, <laughs> it's not that you're like as much. I mean, you kind of are reveling in them failing, but that's because you have all these other reasons because you know that they're, you know, you've got all this baggage with your with your religious yeah. stuff. You know I what I mean? I feel they think they're morally superior. Sure. Right. I guess that's the reason most people are like glad, you know, that. Um, yeah. That, that somebody accidentally had something but yeah I think it's unpleasant and I want to make a point of not doing it just if it, you know if something I think that's I don't know yeah. I feel like they're kind of different types of things but yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just forgiving it because I want to keep right. making fun of that <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my main sources of joy <sighs> um Okay, so we've been pretty gross in this episode so far. I mean, we've said the word anuses. Um, we did. We ha- said, you said feminine anus? product at least once. Have you anus? said anus? There, Thank you. Said there, in case you hadn't said it yet. Did. Excellent. The onus was on me to say anus. Yes, the onus was definitely on you. Um, 
Yeah, so, um, and so this is sort of comes up in general, but like, and I, there was that whole thing, I think we talked about before about women being funny, and um, and Christopher Hitchens had that article about women not being funny, oh, yeah. and a lot of women took umbrage with that, and it's because women try, women being funny, like if they talk like, like, like they have to talk like the guys to be funny, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and if they don't talk like the guys, they just talk like women, then they're not funny, you know, and mm. I don't know, I, I, I have a pretty gross sense of humor at times it's completely a sexist notion i think so yeah yeah that women shouldn't be be enjoying that kind of humor and um and even even our husbands who are very supportive and sweet like will say something really foul and they'll just instead of laughing at it even though it's totally funny they'll just be like what's wrong with you or tell us we're sick and they are laughing they're they're like joking but (laughs) they totally do yeah but they're both they're joking but they're they're still like your first reaction is to like is to like go go down the what's wrong with you route instead of the you know uh the ha 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 route which is <laughs> what was the intended uh, uh the hoped response um so yeah i yeah. just uh whereas if a guy had said that would they say you're the most fucked person i know or yeah you, they just laugh i wonder yeah i wonder yeah maybe they it's not just but... them i think i think guys in general like when women say gross things so i appreciate the guys that are just used to laughing at our grossness so <laughs> yes thank you thank you guys yeah um what's something funny is that a lot of people are surprised when they find out i do the fake driscoll um twitter account and they're surprised when they find out that i'm a girl oh yeah doing this account and i'm like that's so telling they're like you know they're like oh my gosh your sense of humor isn't you know like a girl's sense of humor so. yeah i can't tell you how many mm-hmm. articles i read like you know when it's like some sort of it's like a blog post on some like some sort of major site and the person's sharing a personal story and i totally mm-hmm. presume like if they see more victim is coming from a victim angle i assume it's a woman or mm-hmm. you know what i mean or you know if it's more empowered i assume it's a man you know and like i get to the yep. bottom i'm like oh shit and i just really mm-hmm. you know notice how quickly it's like and you know because we start reading an article and this written was this article was written by christine you know jameson so it's like you know nobody's looking at that you just start reading the article and you don't tend to like read who the gender of the person and then you start assuming it you know and Mm -hmm. and i'm constantly reminded of how quickly i i jump to one gender or the other you know yeah totally i love i i mean it's so nice to be cognizant of this because it's like that's the patriarchy that's the effect of living in a patriarchy we all do it and um just to get more aware is going to change a whole lot yeah in the next few years i really think hopefully have you seen this this tumblr of uh, women against feminism Uh, it's so gross so i tweeted you know someone i tweeted something from it that was so stupid and then someone goes they tweeted back at me i retweeted both of these they were like isn't women against feminism kind of like chickens for colonel sanders yes and then someone replied and she goes no because the chickens are actually for something in that case <laughs> these women are not for anything right, they're right. against <laughs> liberation and equality so i thought that was pretty good yeah, it's just yeah. so frustrating you know it is it is because it's so uh yeah it's like, and I get it too. And I was talking about this. It's like, I think, I almost think there's this Simpsons where um, Homer gets a job as a sanitation guy in Springfield and he just blows the whole budget and then all the garbage ends up collecting and the whole town is ruined. So at the very end, they pick up the whole town, buildings and all, and move like 10 miles over and to start a, start a new, like that's, the, that's Springfield's plan B. And as they're driving away, Homer goes, so long, stink town. And, and whenever we drive through Salem, Oregon, I also say so long, stink town, because they have a paper mill and it stinks. But um, <laughs> but I feel like um, feminism, like we're spending so much time, wasting so much time trying to agree on what feminism is and explain mm-hmm. to women that they are feminists. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like you know we're in this like fucking wheel while all this shit's going on and wasting time. And I almost feel like it just we need to say so long, stink town, and just stop calling it that. You know what I mean? Just cut our losses yes. and. You know, it sounds like no, this is our movement. Blah blah. It's like yeah, yeah, fine, whatever. But this, the movement is like waste bogged down in so I much know. shit because of the bad rep that it has. So it like needs fucking rebranding and a new name. Oh, and it, it does. Means to be I just covert. try not to use the word feminism because yeah. it's people have baggage tied to it. Yeah. So you know, ugh. yeah, yeah, exactly. So long, stink town. 
there's this um, hashtag going on, um, faith feminisms. This is in the progressive Christian community, which I have issues with, as you know. Yeah. But um, So the past week or two, they've been doing, you know, hashtag faith feminisms, which is kind of an awkward faith, like plural feminism. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of good stuff being said, but half of the people are critiquing and policing how the other half are speaking about feminism. Oh, and it's see what I mean? Really, I know! Oh. It's so long, stink down. Yeah. <sighs> it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. It's a mess. So, I feel like, <sighs> like the people who are trying to, you know, have tried to make feminism look bad, you know, with all this angry feminist stuff, the kind of people that made me not want to think I was a feminist until two years ago, um, they're winning because we're they are. mired in this stupid argument about bullshit, you know? Um, this one girl in particular who really hates me, she, um, she tweeted something at me the other day and I was like, if you're a Christian and a feminist, then let me be neither. <laughs> <laughs> Because she, like, gives it both of them the worst name possible, right. if you ask me personally. So, yeah. And then someone tweeted back, they're like, whoa, you're on a tear. And I'm like, no, that's the only thing I'm going to say right now. But, <laughs> Have oh. you seen the accounter to the Women Against Feminists, which are Cats Against yes. Feminists? <laughs> no. Yeah, Cats Against Feminism. <laughs> They'd be homeless if that were true. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It's just like all, uh, it's all, yeah, it's just them like, you know, I don't need feminism <laughs> because I need food. And where's my tuna? Tuna. <laughs> It's really funny. It, it made me. It made me happy. Where the other thing made me so sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yay. Yay. <laughs> feminism. Um, now, 007. You had something to say about that? Uh, yes. Okay. I've just gotten into this. Speaking of cats, last night I saw. The, how's this for a segue? I saw the 007 movie with Pussy Galore in it. Which? How the fuck did they get that into a movie in like 1963? I haven't That's seen it. A. Okay, I haven't seen any James Bond movies because my parents wouldn't let me because they're too dirty and violent or something. And I got David for, for Father's Day, so it's been a month or two. I got him like a thing of, th you know, a DVD of three 007 movies because I knew he liked them. And he's like, he goes, oh, I can't believe you've never seen these. They're just like Mad Men. I'm like, really? And you start watching them and you are like, you're there, you know, because the series started in 62. And I'm so stupid because, or I feel stupid because I've never seen any of them. Right, right. And, you know, I'm like, hey, these are just like the Austin Power movies. <laughs> that lady looks just like that lady from Austin Power. Like, they yes. like, yeah, you know why that is, right? So, um, I just love, I love watching them while I'm falling asleep. Like, the vibe is so good. The music is so good. Architecture, porn, hair, porn, totally. makeup, porn, fashion, porn, you will die. I'm so glad to be talking about this already when you say you haven't seen it because I feel like I'm introducing you even though you've heard well, of I've seen before. one. I've seen one. This is my claim oh, yeah. to fame is that I hadn't seen one in the longest time. Like I saw bits of them when my parents were watching them when I was a kid and then um, I think I started to watch... Um, uh, Goldfinger, they had like a, a marathon on Spike and it was Thanksgiving and I was like, I'm going to finally watch a James Bond movie and then like dinner was ready so I was like, oh damn it, so I didn't get to finish that and then finally this is a couple years ago um, there was a screening of uh, In Her Majesty's Secret Service or whatever it is, the one with George Lazenby in between Sean Connery, like Sean Connery didn't do this one and they got the Australian oh. guy to do one movie and that's the, and he was there in person and that's the only one I saw. Ooh. I just thought it was funny that that would be the only one I that would see. Funny. Like, the wrongest one you could what see. What are the chances? Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of decidedly went, like, this will be funny. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but like you said, everything visually about it, like, I know, it's like, I've seen it. I love the song Thunderball um, yeah. by uh, Tom Jones. Do you like that? Have you seen that one? Yes. Yes, I, I haven't it. seen it. I haven't seen it. I, I taped it off TV. It's another one. I taped it off TV because the guys on the submarine oh. are running around with, like, Disco Volante shirts, which is the Mr. Bungle album. So I was like, ooh, Disco Volante, and they got Mr. Bungle covered Thunderball, so um, oh. yeah. If you don't have a closing song, would you mind if I put that? I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, let's do that as a closing song. Such a great song. Fuck that rules. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, I love that you're getting all into. I know. I think if you just like, because I think the plots are kind of poor, but all the other stuff, mm -hmm. visually and the music yeah. and everything, is magical. Like they have all those like those like layers, like those villainous places, oh, like up in mountains yes. and cliffs and shit. It's like amazing. And it was all state of the art back then, and I just yeah. love the yeah. It, I love the music. I just 
it just feels so good. I feel like I'm getting in a hot tub. And it, I, I feel like this is really good in, in my interim between the very last season of Mad Men. Yes. You know, while I'm waiting for that to happen. And I went good. back and watched that episode in season two of Mad Men where he went to Palm Springs. And oh, yeah, it yeah. It was the same vibe, kind of, you know, so. Yep. Oh. Magical. No, you've given me more incentive. And there aren't that many to watch in that period, you know? Like, once you get into Roger Moore yeah, territory, true. it's like, it's over. You know, yes, I don't it think is. I'm, I'm not so going to. These are the first ones. But. Yeah. Actually, Gold I found finger, something. I, I always thought my mum liked Roger Moore better. And I was always mm. like, even though I hadn't seen them, I knew that that was, wasn't right. And then I asked her about it the other day. And she's like, no, no, I like Roger Moore because he's more like the, the British aristocrat because she's into that sort of thing. You know, she's like, he seems oh, like a British aristocrat. But, but no, no, Sean, no, Sean Connery. Connery yeah, but no, she thinks Sean Connery is like the James Bond and that Roger Moore was never as good as James Bond. But she just liked Roger Moore. I think she thought he was hotter, basically. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah, but no, still, I was like, I felt bad because I'd been going around telling people, my mom likes Roger Moore better, and, and I think Roger Moore's the better James <laughs> Bond. Bad. But that, that, that's, not, that's not right. I mean, that's just an unfair <laughs> thing to say about somebody, that they thought Roger Moore was a better James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I know that John should be my favorite Beatle, but George was the hottest, and this is the tension I have to live in. <laughs> 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 Similar I saw Hard Day's Night in the theater the other day. You what? You I did? saw Hard Day's Night in the theater. Yeah, it was the 50th anniversary and it was playing. So They've I'm been playing that everywhere. They're playing it here too, I guess. Oh, so you I should guess. see it. It's so fun. Oh, yeah. it is fun. Oh, I should take the kids to see it. You should. I'll have a blast. Um, so it's been a while, but finally... I actually put this in the document before I had any, but I knew I could find some. I have some Taco <laughs> Bell news. So, um, actually, um, I thought I just found some. I think somebody gave this to me. Listeners, when you give me stuff, I'm like, oh, well, thanks. And I put it down and I think I'm going to remember and then I don't because I have the mind of a sieve these days, as I've apologized <laughs> for before. Um, but anyway, so I went searching for, Dong, for Taco Bell news and I found something. And then I open up my browser in my Dongtini desktop for recording and I find the article in, from a different place, the same story already there. So somebody must have given this to me already. So thank you, whoever that was. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, so the story is, uh, actually, when I searched, an hour before I searched, there was brand new Taco Bell news, um, where a man had been um, uh, robbed in the in the drive-thru in, where is this? This was in, it doesn't say, I think this is such Florida. local news that it's not even, uh, it's not even like uh, out there. No, this I is say Texas. Florida. This is in That's Texas. This is in Texas. Damn it. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's in Texarkana. It's in Texarkana, ah, Texas. That's like the combination yeah. of my two states I lived in for most of my life. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, so this is a. That, that's just. There's no. Not much more information. It's like hot off the press. Just letting everybody know that there's been a robbery at the Taco Bell drive-through. Um, <laughs> But um, anyway, so the other news was that uh, a Taco Bell worker shoots customer with a BB gun. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this guy like went to the drive-through at 4 a.m. and started banging on the door, banging on the window, and nobody came, and he got really mad. So he went to the front door and started banging, and then the employee went to him, and an altercation sort of happened, and so then the employee went out to his car, and he had a um, uh, a handgun, a hand BB gun, and uh, and he shot the customer with it. <laughs> I love that he. I yeah, went out to his car. He didn't even have it behind the counter. Yeah, no, <laughs> he, like, no, made no, a calculated no. move. <laughs> yeah, that's why he got arrested because the other guy was being belligerent and anno- and awful. But this guy actively went out to get his gun, BB gun, and then shoot the guy. And so, in his own defense, um, uh, it says uh, the mother of Mass. Oh no, so is this the mother saying that? Yeah, the mother of a Massachusetts Taco Bell employee charged with using a BB gun to shoot a belligerent customer upset at poor service is quote a good man and a hard worker. <laughs> I'll you don't say take he no was shit, de- though. He was defending that Taco Bell with with all he had. So, yeah, it's like who, who <laughs> do really there? Like everybody's fucked there, you know. The fucking guy banging on the door at four a.m. The fucking <laughs> guy who goes to his gun, to, goes to his car to get his fucking <laughs> BB gun. So yeah, there we go. So thus concludes another edition of Taco Bell News. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. So I guess that about wraps things up. Thank you guys for listening. 
please, if you're going to buy <laughs> BBs and casings and <laughs> semi-automatic weapons, please, you know, click through Dongtini first um, on go to our Amazon link so we get a little kickback off of whatever violence you're seeking to exact on unruly Taco Bell patrons for our sake. Thank you. And please call the dong line. It is 232. No, wait. What the fuck? What is it? 323. 323 301 Dong. Dong is in Wiener. Wiener. In case you couldn't understand, she just said Wiener, not Wiener. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. strikes like them